This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Uh, Will Brinson, senior NFL writer, CBSSports.com, Pick 6 podcast, one of the super friends, my man. All right, can we talk about Odell Beckham Jr.? I mean, if we have to, sure. I mean... My God, has anybody... Has, any, has there ever been this much hype for likely a less impactful signing? I mean, there probably has been. I can't think about I, I When I saw the number, I figured that Odell Beckham Jr. clearly, I mean, he wanted to go to the Jets. He wanted to play with Aaron Rodgers. And apparently... He's not on the Jets yet, by the way. But he will be. I mean, I assume he will be because because everybody is talking about him as though he's a Jet. I just had a... I had a 20-minute conversation with Mike Greenberg on Friday, and we're we're talking about him as already a Jet. We're discussing what number he's going to wear. Um, so the Jets were interested, and then they heard that Odell Beckham Jr. wanted $15 million to play, and the Jets went, no, we're not giving you 15 He's played in basically half the games the last six years. He didn't yeah, play at I, all last was, year. If I were an NFL general manager and – like my owner was told me, you have to give Odell Beckham fifteen million dollars to play on your team. My legs and knees would start shaking because I would be like, "Oh no, we're committing fifteen million dollars to a to a wide receiver who has played, I, I think, in like twelve games or maybe less games than that in the last two years, and is really more, um, I think, attention based than." actual production base. And I love Odell Beckham. Like Odell Beckham has some magical moments. He's done some incredible things on the football field, but like the Odell Beckham watch that has been going yeah. on the last few, you know, weeks is in, in really months has been a bit much. I, I will say that it may be worth it for the Ravens, the $15 million just to see the FaceTime picture of him talking to Lamar Jackson. Like if that's what gets, gets Lamar Jackson back in the fold, by all means. All right. Well, no, so it, 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 it was going to lead me to that anyway. Is that going to change Lamar Jackson wanting $250 million of Steve Bishotti's money? No. But well, I think it may make doing? Lamar Jackson more likely to play on the franchise tag and, like, sign up right away. The fact that they went out and spent 15 I Look, I, does you it make sense? You think he's playing for $32 million? I don't. Well, I mean, what does he want, 250 over five? Yeah, makes it tough to do 32. I just, I don't see him. Like, could the Ravens sign him for, like, one year 45? Would he do that? Um, He might do one year 45. I don't see him doing one year 32. Like, rescind the franchise tag and sign him for one for 45? Yeah. I think think the... the, Can they do that? I think the, um, the machinations of that from a like you would have to rescind the right. you, I don't think you can sign him to a contract well I guess you could before July 17th why would he do that though I well, see, here's, I don't, here's I don't understand the logic of any of this that's so, my point I don't understand the logic of any of this okay so here's why you wouldn't do that if you're Lamar Jackson if you signed a 45 million dollar contract this year the Ravens could also they, could, they would then be able to franchise tag you I, you know, I don't know how that works, actually. because So the Drew Brees rule under the new CBA means that you can only franchise tag somebody X number of times. I believe right. it's, it's three, right? Right, three. Because Drew Brees was tagged by the Chargers and then came to the Saints, and the Saints kept tagging him. He was like, dude, come on. Like, this is ridiculous. Right. I got tagged by my old team, and now I'm getting tagged by <laughs> this team I've been on for 10 years. Um, 
the or seven years, whatever it was. The the thing with Odell, I would think with Lamar is that if you, I, I don't know if it qualifies as a, a using the franchise tag if he doesn't sign it, but I think it does. So in other words, like you would still have two more franchise tags that you could use on him. You just wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to sign him to a one year deal, and then because he wouldn't want to do that because he's getting tagged again, right? Hey, look, I don't, I don't, there, none of this makes great sense to me. It doesn't make great sense to guarantee Odell Beckham Jr. $15 million a year for a player that he was six years ago, right? And uh, Jamison Hemsley of, uh, or Hensley of ESPN, who covers the Ravens, was talking about having a conversation with Todd Munkin, the new offensive coordinator of, of Baltimore, who was his offensive coordinator in Cleveland. And, like, he's excited. I'm like, why would you be excited? He hated you. He hated that <laughs> offense. He hated being there. The only thing he liked about it was his friend Jarvis Landry was the other wide receiver. But that was a disaster. So hey, he, I, liked, he liked the fact that they gave him a brand new contract when he got there. I'm sure. Anybody, I'm sure he loves being in Baltimore right now because he got $15 million guaranteed. Uh, I mean, Shaft, right, 20 second, 20 second of 32 in terms of points scored. Was that the, was that the year? For, oh, that was the Freddie Kitchens year, wasn't it? Like everybody's got some hot takes. It's like Freddie Kitchens is the OC. Like you got to keep that guy in place to, for continuity. No, no, for no, that was, uh, I, I wasn't at the, this was the second year of Kevin Stefanski, right? So no, 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 no. But Odell's first year was with uh, Freddie. Right. And but then they the, fired Freddie the, after his first year. And the second year it, it all blew up with Kevin Stefanski and uh, they ended up trading uh, him. Todd Munkin, Todd Munkin was the, the, the OC when, um, when Freddie was the, the coach. Okay. Oh, so Stefanski, there was no... Steve Wilkes was the defensive coordinator, actually. Man. <laughs> How did that team lose? All oh, right, Freddie Kitchens was the head coach. That's right, Fred. We None of us could see that coming. If, if right. that doesn't happen, Todd Munkin doesn't go to Georgia, and Georgia probably doesn't win back-to-back titles. That's very possible. So... How, how does the how does the Lamar Jackson thing go? Where does it go from here? We're still in the same position, where Jackson has contract demands, the Ravens aren't about to meet those contract demands, and they can't negotiate because he won't negotiate. Adam Gold in studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. I was on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator. Well, for the next 10 of you to call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-0013 or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. So, and there is no negotiating because he's not coming off his contract demands, which I don't blame him. I don't blame him for having those demands. If he thinks that Deshaun Watson's contract is the standard bearer, then I don't blame him because I think he's better than Deshaun Watson. So go get it. But... The Ravens don't believe so. Well, and the other problem, too, is that, you know, we've seen now where, and granted, it's different within an open market versus having to give up two first-round picks. But we've seen where teams are not willing to go try to give that money to Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Right. And I I do realize, like, if he's out there, you know, as a free agent, he's more likely to get that type of money. But I ultimately He sort of is. (laughs) Right, but I mean, you have to give him two first-round picks and give him the money, which is a lot different than – but no, you, know, you get him two years earlier. You know, you get two, years, two more years of team control. I mean, I think you know, Drew Rosenhaus was on the Pat McAfee show last week and said, you know, there are ways to – if you're an agent, he's like, if I were Lamar Jackson's agent, 
you know, I'd figure out a way, like, let's get the first three years fully guaranteed or the first four years fully guaranteed and then have, you know, whether it's a player or team option on the back end, guaranteed for injury, something like that. There, and this is, again, why, and it, it's it is sort of self-fulfilling, unfortunately, for uh, the players who all want guaranteed contracts. But, you know, this is why there aren't guaranteed contracts in the NFL because it's just so difficult to, like, you're just not going to get these owners to go all in on, on guaranteed contracts. They just don't want to do it, and they're willing to take that hardline stance. I mean, I've said all along, I think Lamar plays two years on the on the franchise tag. and Yeah, but man. I don't think he plays on this franchise tag. That's the thing. If it was the real franchise, the other franchise tag where he was going to make 45, I think he plays. I don't think he plays at 32. Maybe I, Look, well, and that's I hope the other for the Ravens' really sake, I hope he's... The Ravens can not exclusive franchise tag him again next year, I believe. Yep. And it's just a 120% raise of 32. We so, we talked about this months ago that that was the strategy for the Ravens uh, to to franchise him ta- franchise tag him at the non-exclusive and let the market let if somebody else wanted to give him that deal and I believe the Ravens will match that deal. No matter they just don't want to be the ones to give it to him. I'm convinced of that. Nobody wants to go to, to touch the third rail, even though uh, Jimmy right. Haslam already did. Everybody hates Jimmy yeah, Haslam. Jimmy like sprawled across the third rail. Nobody else was. Eh, I don't know. Right. So Jimmy's looking a little, little peaked, a little pale down there. I, I do have a, a couple of things though about the um, the contract situation. I'm I'm convinced that like there's no reason why NFL contracts aren't guaranteed, other than. The ownership won't do it because they are way stronger than the union. Yeah. Right? If the if the NFL was willing to miss a year and even extended to threaten to miss part of another year. Yeah, but nobody can do that. You can't afford to do that. That's because because it's the, about twenty percent of the rank, league. Right. Well, the, right. The the can you say rank and file? That's right. Eighty percent, eighty percent of the NFL needs the paycheck. And more than likely has a maximum of a three-year window in which they can play professional exactly. football exactly. and get paid. All the other leagues have more longevity and the disparity between the haves and have-nots, and I use that term very loosely here, uh, the disparity between those two factions of player, uh, the the dividing line is, is probably closer to even as opposed to 80-20. So right. that... They'll, the union is not strong enough well, and, to hold out for it. And it's like, you know, it's, I mean, while we like to pretend that, you know, some of us and, you know, like, like, you know, we're, we're, we're older, older guys, but we, you know, we're still Much good older. at our jobs. Mm-hmm. You can't do that in the NFL. You know, right. you don't get better with age in the NFL. Like you might in other, <laughs> you know, avenues of life. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a rarity. Uh, you can have like a resurgent year, right? It's maybe it's better with age. <laughs> like we might, we might, like some of us might get better at our jobs as we age, or get better at various yeah. things that we do in life as you age. NFL players typically peak out pretty early and do not get better. All right, final thing for you, Will Brinson, because there aren't that many people that have gotten this right. Oh boy! I, no, you got it right. Oh, I, I looked at your mock draft oh, at CBSSports.com. And you're you, one every week now that I'm writing again. You know, I don't know if you know that I'm writing every now. I, writing like I know day. you are. That's why I actually I think I believe I think I said senior NFL writer. Uh, <laughs> right, I'm back, baby. <laughs> exactly. The uh, you have Bryce Young going to the Panthers yeah. number one. Why do you have Bryce Young and our friend Ryan Wilson, whose job it is to mock drafts, has CJ Stroud? 
I well, I think that CJ Stroud is a consensus favorite. I mean, he is the consensus favorite. Like you go and look at the sports books, and he's yeah. minus two hundred, minus two twenty five, whatever, whatever it is, minus two fifty in some spots. Um, don't ever take what is whatever you see. Like if you see something in a sports book in terms of the NFL draft, and assume that that is what the reality is, because those are reactionary markets. Right now, I think a lot of people are reading too much into CJ Stroud versus Bryce Young and the height involved here and the differential there and how Frank Reich has never started a quarterback that's under just six feet four. Well, C.J. Stroud's under six feet four, too. He's six three. And I realize that's just an <laughs> inch. But, you know, that, that matters, right? right? I mean, <laughs> you can't be like, well, he's never started a quarterback under six four. It's like, well, then C.J. Stroud would not qualify. <laughs> um, Bryce Young is just, to me, the way that this sets up is the Panthers have some continuity on the offensive line. They, they, you know, they drafted Ike Aquani last year. They brought back everybody that started for them last, last year. And they were a better offensive line than they've been in a few years. And I think that continuity is a big, big deal in the NFL that people overlook a lot of times year to year for, for NFL teams where you have the same five guys starting from last year as you do this year. And when you have that continuity, it's going to result in better offensive line play. You have an owner in David Tepper who's extremely impatient. You have a, a, a coach in Frank Reich who never actually drafted any of the guys that you know he started right. ever since four. And you have a quarterback in Bryce Young who can, with a, with, a, with a solid pocket, a solid protection up front, some decent weapons, and I think they got him in terms of like Adam Thielen, Hayden Hurst, some veteran guys. DJ Chark. Who, who can win now with him? And yep. I think that's the biggest key for the, for the Panthers and Frank Reich. And why you want Bryce Young is you know you can win now. His floor is really high. You think you can go out there and have success in year one. And if you do that, you're going to buy yourself so much time with David Tepper. Like, go out there and go nine and eight. And David Tepper is going to basically build a statue oh in, of you in front of the, in front of the, the stadium. I, look, I, I just believe that I watched Bryce Young for two years have no problem moving the ball down the field at Alabama. If he's 6'4", he's being – it's like we're not even having a conversation about the number one pick. I think if he's 6'1", we're not yeah. having a conversation about Aaron Rodgers is only six two. If 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 Bryce Young is six one with the same Correct. body type, we are it is a no brainer. And that's why if CJ Stroud was as good a thrower, as good a quarterback as Bryce Young, this would have been a no brainer a long time ago. CJ Stroud would have been we would have been signed already. Bryce yeah. and I, I I've said this before. Whether it's Bryce Young being taller or C.J. Stroud being as good, the Bears would have kept the pick. I think yeah. I absolutely believe they would have kept the pick. All right, well, Brent, well it, it, just really quickly, I'd say too, like it'd be a little bit more like Joe Burrow, Tua, and and Justin Herbert, where mm -hmm. we know the guy who's going one, but we know that there's like you know there's a chance that one of the other guys is close enough, but no one's giving up that opportunity to get that guy at one. No question about it. Uh, you're the man. Will Brinson, at Will Brinson on Twitter. Pick 6 Podcast, which I believe is being recorded in just a few minutes. Uh, yeah, what a talk. We're going to talk. We're going to compare songs to draft. I don't know. You know Are what? you really? I got, I got some work I got to do. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's the year of the cat. I got my Althea hat on there. You see that? Oh, look at that. Very, oh, very nice. It's the year of the cat because the Panthers have the first pick. Is it? It's, it's a tiger year, I think, isn't it? It's I have no year. idea. It's Al Stewart's song, Year of the Cat. Don't use that oh, on the podcast. I will. All right, All right man. man. Bye. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows granger has got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. 
Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.